Welcome to All Tea No Shade. My name is Xander Alexander, and I am just living my best life. Trying to keep it real, trying to keep it cute, and trying to keep it real cute. All Tea No Shade. Now let's spill some tea. The gag? He didn't win the popular vote, but he only lost it by 2.8 million votes, which was only 2% of the total votes cast. 2%, like the milk. (laughs) Ask yourself this, if it had been the other way around, what would the liberals have said then if Hillary won the electoral college but lost the popular vote? Hmm. Altino Shade, credit has to be given where credit is due. And that's what we're about to do during this episode of Xander 2020 on Altino Shade. Xander 2020, perfect vision for a less than perfect world. Hashtag see clear. I have a vision and it's 2020. You're welcome. Now maybe you can get over 2016 and look forward to 2020 being one of the greatest showdowns and most highly anticipated elections in modern history. Okay, so whether you want to whine and cry about how she won the popular vote, if you're a liberal, the conservatives, meanwhile, were busy gloating that not only did he slay the electoral college when all was settled, he only lost the popular vote by 2%. Now, considering at various points in the race, including the day of, he was down in every poll by double digits. One could argue that it was quite the feat, all things considered. And yes, he may only have won those five swing states by a margin of 70,000 votes, but he still won them. Okay, enough about 2016, Dimple Chads, and the alt-right. I mean, doesn't alt-right kind of sound like a DOS computer command instead of a bunch of potentially ignorant and highly misguided individuals who may express extreme racist views at any given point? Now hold on, not so fast. Before we go condemning anyone or anything, we need to take a good look in the mirror and see if we recognize our own face. Yes, liberals, I'm talking to you and your constituents. Do you see what you're starting to become lately? Instantly vilifying all Republicans with blanket statements about the party in general with regards to their views on racism bigotry and hate rhetoric. It's like you're becoming the very thing you're admonishing to begin with. Taunting them and tempting them to speak out against their sworn-in leader. Imagine the fear that likely instilled in them. Do you think anyone wants to go against the man for fear of retribution or retaliatory politics that may come their way? 
not in this lifetime or the next one for that matter do you think they want nothing more than to stand up to him on certain issues i mean he's pretty much running his own show this is where the checks and balances part comes in congress is supposed to work together not against each other sound trivialized good it's supposed to it's a simple concept and it's called make it work three branches checks and balances and go your time starts now this is your last chance to impress me and don't fuck it up while you're at it stop throwing blame across the aisle and start reaching across the aisle Stop belittling each other and start being the bigger person. It's like two children fighting on the playground over who wants to play in the sandbox. Remember, it's only a competition during election season. After that, it's united we stand, together we fall. We're a team, running one nation. We can't run it separately. Stop using fear tactics, both of you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. How about that? If you don't like the Constitution, which is the law of the land, then change it. It's simple as that. It's outdated in so many ways and it's not perfect, but it is what you are sworn to uphold. Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't even built in two, so chillax for a minute and think about what it is that you can change. Twenty twenty is taking on a personality of its own. We're four months away from the democratic debates and we don't even know who the final candidate pool is. Though I think the latest tallies around thirty some odd people expected to commit with some notable names not committing yet. That's a bigger mess than the 17-person RNC field in 2016 that Trump dismantled one by one. And I'm not even quite sure what to say at this point because while it's applauded that the candidate field is more diverse than it's ever been in history, a couple of things worry me. I mean, first, nobody knows the candidates or knows enough about them to tell you their policies or even pick them out of a lineup on the Democratic side. That's a problem. Because how are you going to get Americans on the Democratic side and swing the independent voters? How are you going to rally them behind a candidate they don't know yet. Two, diversity is amazing, but the idea of diversity is not a concept everyone is in favor of, unfortunately. It's sad but true in the world we live in. Just look at Trump's diehard base and his MAGA rallies if you need proof. So. Can the Democrats bring enough forces out to compete? That's going to be a tough one. 
they barely did last time. She only beat him by 2.86 million votes. That is not a lot. It really isn't. I think, in the grand scheme of things, it's only 2% of the total population that voted. And finally, one of my biggest worries is that the pool is so diluted, there could actually end up being a lot of disenfranchised constituents that would have wanted their candidate as the nominee. So how do you get them fired up to go to the voting booths despite their personal loss? Unlike last time, with what happened with, to Bernie. There are so many qualified candidates that it will be easy to see why people will rally around one candidate or another. But when they lose their candidate or the candidate drops out, then what happens this time around? Because we saw what happened last time around. If the Bernie supporters would have supported her, she would have won. But it's practically like they had a strike against her. The Democrats had a phenomenal, record-breaking midterm election. That can't be denied. How things turned out in 2020, that's yet to be seen. Will the MAGA supporters realize their fearless leader is in trouble and try to rally to come to his rescue? Will the silent majority speak out? And if so, what are they going to say? The Democrats are still riding high, which is understandable. But they also are getting a little cocky and free-flowing with the taunts and jabs. You don't beat a bully by bullying. Be better. You don't help the bullied by condemning them. Be better. This is the ultimate Cinderella story, and at midnight, there are some hopes that the carriage doesn't turn into a pumpkin again. I was recently reading an article about how to change someone's mind. And one of the first things it said is, if you're trying to change their mind about a certain subject, don't denounce them for having believed in that subject or not believed in that subject in the first place. Or don't denounce them for the way in which they believed or didn't believe in that subject in the first place. So liberals, when you're trying to talk to your friends who are across the aisle, don't just bully and batter them about how they voted for a quote unquote asinine president or how could they be so stupid as to vote for somebody like him or et cetera, et cetera. That is not going to change the conversation or their opinions. It's going to further cement their opinions and they're gonna dig their claws in deeper in their support of their opinion. Because your beliefs and your opinions don't make you who you are. It's your awareness of them that does. That was a quote I got from RuPaul.
you've got to open the dialogue from standpoint of give them you've got to give them a reason to uh, you have to give them an out give them one out as to why they could have or should have felt that way at that given time like for example I can see how you feel that I can see how you felt that way at that time given that you felt Barack Obama's administration didn't accomplish very much and that Hillary Clinton was just another extension of his administration and that's why you didn't vote or that's why you voted for Trump okay it's a decent out and once you give them the out then you can try easing into the alternative viewpoint for now or why they should potentially change their mind. But now having seen what's happened and you don't want to, again, patronize them or belittle them in trying to explain it. So it's not just, he's a racist asshole or he's a dumb idiot. Like... And you don't have to over-educate your arguments. This is a step towards living in a better peace together. Not a step toward in divisiveness. What is that gonna do for us? Nothing. Nothing but chaos and violence and unnecessary things. so ridiculous the world we live in these days sometimes it baffles my mind and yet I still have so much hope for the future that it can't get worse and it's got to get better or it can't get that much worse and it's got to get better starting in 2020 they're gonna have to beat him at his own game on his turf which might be harder than they're planning for, which could spell trouble. Not only do they need to pick up a leading candidate, they need to fire up the base around him or her. That takes time for candidates as new as these ones. I've said it once and I will say it again. Don't underestimate his abilities and his Don't underestimate his abilities and just expect to leave it to America to get it right. Because we saw what happened last time. And you can't blame them for it. It's Congress's job to convince the voters and present the evidence to the voters on who they should vote for. Focus on voter education, especially in the key states, etc. Just in general, put that, put your money where your mouth is, literally, and put your mouth where your money is. Because the voters just need to hear it sometimes. Whether they believe it or not, the more they hear it, the more they're likely going to believe it. Why do you think Trump did so well? All he did was rally, go from rally to rally to rally to rally. 
That being said, to my conservatives, if you pull off another miracle and manage to keep this man in office, then you'd better be ready for some major backlash. Because this time around, the naysayers of his may not be so cordial. You've got to start sending the right signals to him. Send the right signals indicating that his approval when he does certain things is not okay. Especially when it comes to gender equality, women's rights, and LGBTQ rights. Put humanity first for a change and step back and take a look at our society and all of the social injustice happening. Once again, I'm Xander Alexander, and this is All Tea No Shade, where I try to keep it real, I try to keep it cute, and I try to keep it real cute. And that's the tea.